And it's our joy to be out here today to lift up the Word of God. You know what the Word of God says about the Word of God? It says that the Scriptures are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. That's what the Bible says about the Bible. The Bible is able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. That's amazingly good news, my friends, that God would give us a revelation of Himself. That's what the Bible is, the revelation of God. The Lord has revealed Himself to mankind through, through the Holy Scriptures, inspired by the Spirit of God, penned by men, but inerrant and preserved and authoritatively, it is the Word of God for all men in all places for all time. And the Word of God again says about itself that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. That's amazingly good news, my friends, that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. How is it that we can come to saving faith? Because Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, You have been saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. But how is it that men and women can come to saving faith in Jesus Christ? And friends, it's through the ministry, the proclamation of the Word of God, the Holy Scriptures. From Genesis to Revelation, God has revealed Himself in Genesis 1.1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Friends, we are creatures created by a holy God. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wage of sin is death and death eternal in a very real place called hell. But God in His grace and His mercy and in His love he has made a way of escape. He's made a way of forgiveness, and that's through His Son, Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God. He has existed everlasting to everlasting, Alpha to Omega, beginning to end. He has no beginning. He has no end. But He took upon Himself the additional nature of mankind. He was eternally God the Son, took upon Himself the additional nature of mankind, being born of the Virgin Mary. Jesus coming is the miraculous Christ child, born of the Virgin Mary, without sin so that he the sinless son of God could die for sinners why is there Christmas so that there might be Easter why was Jesus born so that Jesus might lay down his life on a cross and take it up again on the third day conquering sin and death on behalf of all those who repent of their sin and turn to Jesus Christ confessing Him as Lord. And that's what Romans 10.9 says in God's Word, that if anyone, anyone, red, yellow, black, and white, if anyone will confess Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in their heart that God has raised Him from the dead, they shall be saved. Saved from wrath. Saved from judgment. Saved from the due penalty of sin, a very real place called hell. And so, friends, I urge you to heed the call of Christ, to come unto Him. He says, that His yoke is easy and He will give you rest. He'll give you rest, my friends. He'll give you forgiveness. He'll remove your sin as far as the East is from the West. Never to be looked upon again. Never to be brought up again. For salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. As in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Nor is there salvation and any other. For there's no other name under heaven given among men by which you must be saved. You must be saved, ma'am. 
because we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and the wage of sin is death and death eternal under God's judgment. It says this, my friend. Go therefore and make disciples. Go therefore and preach. Preach, my friends. That's what it says. Go therefore and preach repentance. It actually is. Luke chapter 24, verse 47, my friend. Look it up. So, what? So, you believe in hell? I do believe in hell, yes. What do you think hell is? You know, that's a great question. Where do you think it is? Well, Jesus says it's a place of eternal torment. Yes, people he People wail and scream, yep. gnash yep. their teeth. That's what he says. He says people not uh, bang on the door, ask to be let out. Yep. And God says, no, you're not going to get out of hell. It's a, Jesus describes it as a place of eternal torment. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And torture. Yes. So, you believe that's that? hell. Yes. Okay, so you're, I believe Jesus. you're okay with that. Um, God is a just judge, my friend. Are you going to blaspheme God? Are you going to set yourself up as judge over God? Yeah. Oh, well, my friend, that, that's called blasphemy. That's okay. And you'll end up in that very real place called hell. You're a creature created by a holy God. How much do you think you understand about truth? How much truth do you contain in your brain housing group between those two years that God gave you? Very little. Very little, that's right. And me too, right? Yeah. And so, with our tiny bit of knowledge, do you think we stand in a good spot to judge God who has infinite knowledge? God who created all things. No. No, we don't. And so we need to humble ourselves before God our Creator and receive His Word for what it is, the truth. It's His true revelation of Himself. And here's what God's Word says about hell and the justice of it. It says this in Psalm 711. It really is very simple, but we've got to submit our hearts to it. It says God is a just judge, and He is angry with the wicked every day. Now, outside of God, we have no standard of justice. It's all arbitrary. If there is no God, then it's completely arbitrary, uh, which is where much of the world is going, right? As we reject God, then there is no truth. There is no standard of right and wrong, good and evil. We have men declaring themselves to be women, and women declaring themselves to be men, men declaring themselves to be dogs, women declaring themselves to be cats. Um, Women declaring that their child is their body, not a separate body that happens to be inside their body. Thus, they can justify the murder of that child. And so, without God, truth becomes arbitrary. Moral truth, all truth. He is the God of truth. And so, with our finite understanding, what we need to do is humble ourselves before God and receive His truth, whether He speaks to hell and the reality that sinners go there. And it is a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth, eternal torment. Uh, where the worm does not die and the flame is not quenched, or whether he speaks of heaven and the path to heaven being narrow and few that find it, and that we must repent of our sin, repent of unbelief, repent of hatred, repent of uh, blasphemy, and turn to Christ and Christ alone. For there's one name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And that's the grace of God and the kindness of God that he would save sinners. But he chooses how, right? It's not all roads lead to heaven. It's the narrow path of life leads to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ, my friend. What's your name? Ben. Ben, my name's Chuck. Hey, Chuck. Good to meet you, Ben. Good to meet you. Yeah, that's a very good question. Yeah, so do you have kids? I do have kids, four kids. Okay, so... Three grandkids. So if if one of your children did something absolutely horrific, the most horrific thing you could imagine, deserving of punishment, maybe even the death penalty, Sure. would you as a father put their hand over a flame for even maybe a minute? Classic atheist question. Classic. If you're not an atheist, you should know you're making atheist arguments. If you're a professing Christian denying the reality of hell, you should know that you're joining the atheists in their arguments against God. You sound like Christopher Hitchens or Richard Dawkins. So perhaps you're an atheist, right? And you can tell me if you want yeah, or not. Yeah, I mean, yes. You're an atheist. Okay, well, you're making the classic Richard uh, Dawkins or yeah, Christopher Hitchens arguments. Um, would I do that? 
Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, but I'm not God. I'm not a just judge. I'm an unjust judge. I don't see sin as God sees it. Um, I, I would tend to wink at sin and blink at sin and overlook sin and tolerate sin. But God is holy, holy, holy. And He's a just judge. And again, without God, you have no sense of justice. So it, it's your it's your standard of justice right now that you're taking, you're, you're applying it to God, right? But you have no you have no foundation to stand on to say that God is unjust for sending sinners to hell. No foundation at all. Okay, so God, it's okay for God to do that, but if anyone, any human would would put a hand over, a child's hand over a flame or much less throw them in a pit of fire forever their entire life, you know, it's okay for God to do that, but it wouldn't be okay for any human to do that. Again, my friend, you're not in a position with your finite understanding of anything and everything, certainly right and wrong, good and evil, right? Not just finite, but fallen. You have a fallen understanding of good and evil. I'm quite certain that while you and I would agree on many things as being good and many things as being evil, we have some places where we disagree, like abortion, perhaps. Do you, do you believe that we can murder unborn children, rip them limb from limb, yeah, let's, let's stay on this. crush the life from them? I mean, let's stay on this topic. Well, I'm just, I'm trying to point out that you're probably inconsistent. You and I probably agree murder is wrong, but you would probably justify the murder of the unborn. Right? Where I believe God, that He is the author of life from conception, and that every life is for His glory, and every life is authored, no life is an accident, they're not arbitrary, right? They're for His glory, they're authored by Him, and we don't have the right to take that life, whether you're standing before me as a full-grown man, or you're an unborn baby boy or girl. And so, without God, truth is arbitrary, even truth on murder. I meet a lot of people, and I say, when you die, you're going to go to heaven or hell, and they say, I'm, I'm going to go to heaven, because it's not like I've ever murdered anyone, and yet a good portion of our society supports the murder of the unborn children, and one-fourth of uh, our dear ladies have, have taken the life of their own child, you know, and that's a tragedy and a horror. It's change. the greatest genocide the world has ever known, 1.5 billion babies since 1980, and I'm going somewhere, follow me if you will, I'm, I'm not, this isn't arbitrary that I'm bringing this up. We as a race, right, as we allow 1.5 billion babies to be slaughtered, a vast genocide that the world has ever known, and yet we would dare turn our unholy finger to heaven and point it at God and say, you're an unjust judge. And that's where we reveal our heart, Jeremiah 17, 9, our heart that is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, my friend. So, I'm trying to have an honest conversation sure, about hell. I appreciate it. And then you're twisting it into a lecture about abortion. And you have these cameras here, and I can't help but think you're like trying to like take snippets and edit people yeah. to make them look stupid that you no, want, I don't want you to look wanna, stupid. You post, no, you look intelligent. You want to post something online. You look intelligent, just like inconsistent. You want to take, take what am I'm I, saying. Am I mocking you? But I, I love you, my friend. So are you going to edit name? this conversation, put it online and say, look at look at this person? If and, I put it online, it'll be, it'll be straight out. I, I'm not going to try to make you look funny or <laughs> foolish. Okay, so, um, so, I mean, abortion, we can could, we could talk for, uh, you know, millions of gallons of ink have been spilled on the issue of abortion. But, sure. You know, you're standing on the corner, on the corner talking about hell, and I'm talking about hell. And so, I, can we finish our conversation about hell? Absolutely. But I, do you not see the connection? What The connection, in my mind, well, right, to, is this. Can I, that, can I, that we, with our finite understanding, are not just finite in understanding, but we have a fallen understanding. So, we're not good judges of good and evil, since we, as a race, uh, stand by why 1.5 billion people are slaughtered. For instance, in, in the midst of Nazi Germany, if a, if a swastika-wearing Nazi walked up to you and started lecturing you on good and evil as he's supporting the genocide of Jews, would you think that his testimony was good testimony? Wait, it's a, 
to counter your connection to abortion sure. would take a very long side trip that is not going to it's not it's, it's not going to be productive so um because there's no good argument there really is no good argument it is good okay sure yeah okay so, i can concede that yeah it's good. okay sure okay and i'll concede it just judge and so you're you're you want to stand in judgment of him for sending people to hell but he is eternal yeah war and, and it's and so think about it like this if you were to do something to say We're not just trying to get clips, okay? You're a real human being. We really care about you and your life. It's, it's not just about clips, okay? Yeah, I mean, I mean, look. What I was, what I, what I was, about the hell thing. This, this is all I was going to say. Is you, you're thinking about it in a human in a human sense, but you have to think about it as like law and justice. If you were to do something against me, I could call the police, and it would be my word against yours. If you were to do something against the cop. Might be a little bit different. There might be a steeper penalty. If you did something against the judge, steeper still. If you do something against the president of the United States, if it's the same thing, same exact thing, it's steeper still. You might actually be put to death for that. So the point is, is that it's not the offense. It's the one who is offended. And you have not offended just men. You've offended the creator of all things. And he has ultimate authority. And when he judges, it's eternal. That's why we are under grace now. And that's why we're out here trying to talk to people so that you can know that the hell is very real. It's very real. And God is very real. And you have offended the ultimate authority. And it's not just one thing. You do one thing against the president, you can be put to death. It's not just one thing. It's a lot of things. When you it's say, a whole life of it's sin. It's a whole life you know, of sin. I'm, I'm trying to be patient, open, what you're saying. But I feel like you're yelling at me. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I was He's sorry. passionate. I just speak loud. I was. Just I, to, I understand. I, I understand. It comes. I know it, it I feels passionate, that. but it feels like you guys are yelling at me. I, I don't I'm, I'm just that. trying to have a rational, reasonable conversation. Right. What, what I said, well, rational. Did that make sense to you? Do you understand that that concept? Yeah. Yeah. I you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I used to. I used to be you guys. I used to be Santa Street Corner, trying to uh, spread the message of God's love. And um, what changed? I became an atheist because I I, I I couldn't rationally, intellectually believe anymore, and I feel for you guys. Well, ben, I, I, I used I used, to, God I, used the Bible, I used to be you guys. You can't and, rationally defend anything. Man, so, dude, man, right. there's no truth. So I I listen to you. I don't interrupt you, and like I have something to say. I'm just interacting with what you said. Like, Go ahead. Like if you really if you really want, I understand, but if you want to make a difference and have people respect you, you gotta not yell at people and you gotta let you gotta listen like your your goal should be to listen to what people say and unless you're open to the best arguments against what you're saying then you, you can't be intellectually honest if you're unless you're really open to the best arguments against your position so I mean I got into apologetics and stuff because I really wanted to believe and I wanted others to be saved from hell I really had compassion for people and I really believed it and um, I knew all the arguments against it and I really I, I got I got the best degrees I could I got master divinity biblical I got a BA in it and I ended I read all the books and got, uh, Wheaton College and then Denver Seminary and um, you know 
And so I took it very seriously, but at the end of the day, I realized that I wasn't really, I wasn't really willing to follow the evidence wherever it led and really sit with the arguments and really let myself think, you know what, could this be true? Could those arguments be true? And once you once you kind of open yourself up to really honestly be open to the best arguments against your position, you can't really say that you're going wherever the evidence leads. Because it may not be true. I don't I don't know all of Then you have no truth without God's truth. That's where you that's where you you jump you not just jump ship of Christianity, but you jump the ship of truth. If I'm almost done. Sure. So you start out with, do I know all truth? I don't know all truth. I'm ignorant of a lot of things. Could you be I wrong can't. about everything you know? But it, yeah. And so okay, could then you. that follows so that you know you. nothing. No, I can't. We could. How can you know anything? Okay, Honest so. question. Real question. How can you know anything? To know anything, you have to know what? Everything. To know anything for certain is true. You have to know everything. So I don't know everything, you don't know everything, so it follows that we can't know anything, unless we know someone who knows everything, and we do, God. And he has revealed some of what he knows unto us, and he has in his word. And that's where, Ben, you have lost not just Christianity, but you've lost truth when you walked away from God. You have no path to truth without God, because unless you know everything, you can't know anything, Ben. God is not a God you can reason to. He's the God you can't reason without. Which is why Proverbs 1, 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But you have set yourself up then as God. You've set yourself up as Lord and you're sitting in judgment on God. And you've received the atheist lies and judgments that they have no standard to stand on. They have no... All of their beliefs are arbitrary. There's nothing absolute there. They too can be completely wrong because because what they don't know all truth and so they can't know that any of their truths are true and they and you joined them and they always admit it just like you just did you have joined them in that insanity i, I call you back to christ your lord the lord of truth jesus the way the truth and the life you've left the life you've left the gospel but but you've missed that you've also left truth and you think you found truth or that you're seeking truth no when you leave god You've left truth altogether, Ben. And, and while to our human sensitivities, hell is unjust, let me say this. When sinners go to hell, are they no longer sinners, Ben? Thank you. They're still sinners. They still sin. You're just... Right? They're still sinning against the God of the universe. Holy, holy, holy. They're still calling God's wrath down upon them. So He pours His wrath upon them justly. And you're not in a position with finite, fallen knowledge to judge your Creator you are the judged, not the judge. You must, in Romans 9, get, get out of God's seat. You're not the potter. You're the clay. Get beneath okay. the potter. Okay, so I, I agree with what you're saying. So, okay, so the issue is you believe in a, in a God who tortures people for eternity who don't believe the right things. Okay, we can agree on that. Hey, hold, on. hold on. No, let, let me what, let me, let me okay, qualify you that. You don't believe that. I just want to qualify you Okay. Um. It's not just they don't believe, right? It's that they've suppressed the truth and unrighteousness. Romans 1.18, okay. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who have suppressed the truth and unrighteousness because what may be known of okay, God has been shown to them. 
right? Okay, so to his creation. He's so eternal you, power in Godhead. So you believe that God sends babies, children, men, women, whoever, to hell for eternity? Actually, my hope is, again, i got to qualify that. To be tortured. You, you're, i got to qualify because you're saying what I believe. So I, my hope is, for babies and small children, is that they do fall into grace. That is my hope, okay, right? So you As David said about his child. You believe that grown men and women right. are going to be tortured in hell by God forever for not believing Justly. the right things or doing the right things. For suppressing the truth of unrighteousness. For actively okay. denying the God they know. Yes, okay, so absolutely. For denying God. Okay. Actively. Actively. Actively denying. Okay. Willfully. Okay. So we can agree on that. That That's what you believe. Okay. That's what the Bible says. So, Romans 1.18, 1 okay, yeah. Peter 3. So your argument is that is that you don't really judge God for doing that, that we... I'm not in a position to judge God on anything. Okay, so then the question becomes, should we believe this God of the Bible, right? Absolutely. Is, is, this, God, is this God as portrayed in the Bible believable? Is, is the Bible divine in origin? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, there's no book like it in the face of the planet in the history of the world. Okay, so then the question is, uh, well, you've obviously agreed that it's okay to love and worship a God who does this, and that's, I believe that's immoral, and you've made a decision, you don't right. believe but that's you have, But you're standing on that's thin right. air that's with right. that moral value. That's fine. It's you, completely arbitrary. We're just, we're, I'm just saying, right. so I believe it's immoral. Do you believe rape is wrong? Yes. Why? As an atheist, why? You got two bags of protoplasm bumping into each other, you don't, you don't, one doesn't like it, one does, who you are you to say it's you wrong? hurt people. Why don't you hurt simple. people? Why is hurting people wrong? As an atheist, hurting people's not wrong. There's no standard of good or evil. No, there's not. Survival of the fittest. If, if he can, if he can take and rape, then then he's, okay, he's strengthening so we, the species, so we, is he not? Okay, so now he feels like you're yelling at me again. We can get into a conversation about um, what, no, what about ethics. I'm showing that you, know, you, there, you have higher... nothing to stand on to make judgments okay. against anything. Look, I'm us God. Okay, I'm perfectly willing to have a discussion about abortion or about about ethics. Right. About all of that. There's all kinds of arguments about that. Right. But what you're doing is I'm, I'm, you present your arguments, and I'm presenting my argument. And so to take my argument and then just say, well, what about abortion? What about but even even argumentation? What is argumentation de dependent upon? Okay. Logic. Can I, okay. So laws of logic. Okay, all right. Can we please bypass? Where do you get laws of logic? Can we please bypass in a material naturalist universe? Okay. So can I just finish what I was saying? Sure. Okay. So. The question becomes, is the Bible divine in origin? Is it trustworthy? Okay. So if someone came up and said, okay, this is the Bible. This is this was inspired by God. And uh, this we should believe what's in this because it's true. And here, let's look and see what's in here and see if it's worth our trust. Okay. Just like you if someone did that with a Quran. Someone said, let's look at the Quran, let's see if we should trust all. You know, you'd see the 72 virgins, you'd see the jihad, you'd see all kinds of stuff. You'd see the murder, the rape, all the sure. inconsistencies. You'd say, you know what, I'm not going to believe in the Quran because it doesn't show evidence of being divine in origin. It doesn't seem like a loving God. It doesn't seem like... No. Like, Here, here's why we don't believe the Quran. Let me finish. Can I finish? Sure. Okay. So you would say, I don't believe the Quran. I don't believe in Allah. It's not divine in origin. That's right. not a loving God. Okay. So you take the Bible, okay? Now, let me make let me make a few points. I know you have a lot of you'll have a lot of counter arguments these things, but let me just let me just say what I need to say, and then you can say what yeah. you want to say. Okay. So, like, if you just look through the Bible, you know, if you look through the Old Testament, 
there are multiple instances of God commanding the Israelites to kill every living thing, infants, people, take all their stuff. The Canaanites, yeah. And if he doesn't say kill them all, sometimes he'll say you can keep the women for your, for yourselves. So basically, you know, he doesn't say rape them, but take the women for yourselves, plunder them. Okay, so we have we have a God saying that we have God saying kill everything that lives. Commanding not, ethnic, not only that, eth, let, me, let me go bigger. Ethnic, ethnic, hold on. God wiped out everything which is in the breath of life on the entire globe in a worldwide flood. God's going to undo the gluons of this cosmos. Yeah, you know what? You, I mean, I let you finish. You got to let. I'm just going with you. Well, so I don't. I just want to paint like yeah. a broad picture. Sure. Okay. So you got you got that issue to deal with. You know. Then you've got all kinds of uh, passages about like. Um, if a woman sleeps with a man and there's not blood on the sheets, um, that shows that means she's not a uh, virgin. And uh, the father is to take the uh, the town is to take the, the woman to the doorstep, and the town is to stone her to death. You know, there's so in the theocracy of Israel, that was the law of God. Who are you to say okay. that's wrong? Okay, so for the good of society as a whole. For the moral protection of men and women. So just to be clear, you're saying that God is commanding ethnic genocide, rape, and murder, and you're, well, God is and you're, okay, you're okay with that. God is pronouncing judgment on a wicked people group and sending another people group to bring that judgment. As he pronounced infants, judgment infants, on all of mankind in a worldwide flood. The infant, yeah. Were there infants that okay. died in the worldwide flood? Yes. Yeah, so you're As God's going to undo the gluons of this cosmos, including this planet, and every man, woman, child, beast, butterfly, so, are all going to perish. So you God is a just judge and angry with the wicked every day. If he does not turn back, he sharpens his sword, he bends his bow and makes it ready. And my friend, those arrows will find their mark in your precious heart and soul. Unless you repent and bend your knee to the God you know and the God you're turning against and hating and joining the atheist against. And all your arguments are going to be found wanting on that day of judgment. You stand on nothing making all these arguments of God but thin air. Okay, so you're saying my view is insanity. It is. But what I'm saying is a view that... Uh, hold on, let me finish. You're, you're saying I'm, ins I'm insane. But what I what is insane? It's spiritual insanity that results in intellectual insanity. Dude, man. Good. I'm just explaining people. for you. You gotta respect people, dude. You're showing no respect at all. That's like, not true. I let you, I let you speak for long periods of time, and then I'm just clarifying points. You gotta show. Don't love. be easily offended. You gotta show love to people, man. Did I not stop preaching to talk with you? I'm loving you, my friend. Go ahead and talk, but allow interaction. You won't let me finish my point. I've let you finish many points, and a few points I've interjected to clarify. Go ahead. What I believe is insane. Okay. If you look at the situation as it is, we have a book where there's this God saying, leave a certain thing, do a certain thing. If not, I'm going to have my chosen people command, I'm going to command my chosen people to annihilate you, kill you, rob everything you have, rape your women. If you don't do what I say, we're going to give you permission to stone children, stone gay people, stone women who have blood on the sheets, um, and uh, 
to beat your slaves and have, not only have slaves, but beat your slaves, commanding, you know, beat, you can beat your slaves. Um, that this God says all these things. And, 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 and then the God says, um, believe a certain way and act a certain way, or else I'm going to put you in eternal torment and fire forever, no matter what. Okay, so just that right there, to say someone is insane for not for saying that doesn't seem right. Because is, well, that's, re- what, that's what seems insane. You've rejected the foundation of truth. You've admitted you you could be wrong about everything you know. That means you know nothing ultimately, and yet you keep making arguments that, that constitute knowledge claims, and you keep using logic, which is God's logic. So you're wanting truth, but you have no path to truth. You're using logic, like the law of non-contradiction, which comes out of God's very character, Hebrews 6.18, uh, that God cannot lie, and so truth cannot be both true and false black cannot be both black and white up cannot be both up and down and and so you're using these laws of logic you're demanding truth you've admitted though that you have no foundation for truth and you could be wrong about everything that you know but you keep manifesting the image of god that you created and because you can't help but do that because you are a creature of god creating his image and god has given you a mind with reason intellect and laws of logic printed in there you know truth but it you have rejected the path to justifying that truth and your rejection of God. That's the intellectual insanity. So, I mean, you could say the same thing to someone who believes in Quran. Yeah, absolutely, I would. Yeah, so what it comes down to is what's true, the Quran or the Bible? The Bible. Yeah, so the same arguments you would use to say the Quran isn't true, the that's same, false. Ar- same arguments. That's false. And that's, I tried to answer that earlier, but you wouldn't let me. So, let me answer now. Why do I reject the Quran? Because the Quran claims to be built on the Old Testament and the New Testament, claims to believe in Moses and Jesus, and yet rejects the God of Moses, the God who is Jesus, rejects the deity of Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection, uh, rejects salvation by grace through faith in the blood sacrifice that God would provide, which is the message of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Jesus, of course, being that blood sacrifice. And so having rejected the God of the Bible and the gospel of the Bible, and yet claiming to be built on the Bible, the Quran is obviously false. The same with Roman Catholicism. They claim to be built on the Old Testament, the New Testament, they claim to be Christian, and yet they have another Christ who is the wafer and the cup that they eat and drink for justification. That's a denial of the true Christ who sits at the right hand of the Father. And so there are many groups like that, like the Mormons. We're going to go to the Mormon temple after this and love our Mormon friends and talk to them, right? The Mormons have another Christ, a man who became a god to show you as a man how to become a god, right? Jesus is the God, eternal Son, eternally divine, who took upon the additional nature of mankind and came to suffer and die for us and resurrect on the third day that we might have peace with God, the God that became man to die in our place, substitutionary atonement, that we might be saved. They've got another Jesus and another gospel, yet they claim to be built on the Old and New Testament. They're false prophets. Their Pearl of Great Christ, their Book of Mormon, is a book of blasphemy, not a, not a book of truth. So God is the arbiter of truth. Are you getting me? Yeah. He's the arbiter of truth. I understand there's a lot of reasons why you don't live the Quran. Um, different God, different gospel. You know, but, so you wouldn't say, hey, Allah um, did all these evil things. That wouldn't be one of your arguments against the Quran. Um, uh, not not my go-to argument, no. No, the jihad. The jihad? Yeah, I would argue against jihad. 
Islamic jihad is a means of salvation for Muslims, right? So that's the, the only certain way to know that you're saved as a Muslim is to commit jihad. Other than that, it's it's somewhat um, up in the air. Okay, so, so Yahweh, God, commanded the Israelites to go kill the babies and go do all this stuff. Um, and if they said, you know what, I'm not going to do that, then they would be sinning. So you're saying they that... They would be sinning. You're saying that... Uh, the Quran, Allah is evil because he commanded them to do these things. No, I'm saying Allah doesn't exist. Allah okay, so doesn't exist. He's an argument. idol. You changed an argument. No, no, no. In you're the, you're trying to Bible, drive. In the Quran, in the Quran, Allah commands. I'm saying evil things. that jihad is a false gospel. Jihad is a false gospel. Dude, use an argument. Don't just attack. All right. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Jihad is a false gospel. That's why I reject jihad. Okay. Murdering others for Allah will not get you to heaven. Okay. Right? So, so you're saying, But hear me. For Israel, God never said you go kill the Canaanites and you'll go to heaven. Now, not doing that would be sin, right? Disobeying God. That would be sin. Okay, fine. But that's not the means of salvation. Salvation okay. was through blood sacrifice. Faith in the blood sacrifice God would provide. Okay, you're saying it's wrong for Allah to say, go kill people or else it's a sin. I'm saying Allah doesn't exist. But the Muslim teaching of jihad, okay, if, the salvation, Allah, is through the work, right? Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Exists, Here's what I'm saying. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Exists, By grace, you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest man should boast. I'm saying jihad is fundamentally against that. Okay. If Allah exists, and he commands... Um, There's no if. Go, go, Allah doesn't okay, exist. Okay. Okay, in the Quran, Allah commands people to to kill non-believers. Yes. And you think if he did, okay, he doesn't exist, but whether he exists or not, I mean, that doesn't sound like a good idea, right? For some kind of deity to say, hey, go kill people who don't believe. No, the God is a just judge. When he decrees judgment, whether it's, again, through undoing the gluons of the cosmos and bringing about the final end of the age, right? Whether wicked go to hell forever and suffer under God's just judgment, and the righteous through faith in Jesus Christ go to heaven, God is just. Or whether God judges the whole world in a worldwide global flood, except for Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah, and their wives, um, God is a just judge. Whether he sends the Canaanites, or whether he sends the police officer with a gun to the home of the wicked man, and he gets shot, God is a just judge. That's what I'm saying. And what you must do, Ben, is stop judging God. That's rebellion. It's blasphemy. And get beneath your Creator. Because you are a finite creature and a fallen creature at that, a sinner before a holy God. You, my friend, are a murderer at heart, and yet you're raging against God. I'm not raging. Accusing Him of murder. You are. I'm just saying Very what the Bible, calmly, I'm just saying what the Bible says. I didn't, I, I didn't write the Bible. Oh, that's true. But you're not just saying what the Bible says. You're passing judgment on the God of the Bible and His righteous judgment. What, what, okay, is there anything the Bible could say that would cause you to pass judgment on it? That was brought, like, Again, enough? Like, hey, let's start at Genesis 1-1. Okay, so In the on, beginning, hold on, hold on, God on, created on. the heavens and the earth. What's that mean? Dude, He's the creator, you're the what? You know, I would love to have a conversation with you. We are having a conversation. You're you gotta not, let me speak some not. too. Dude, you're being God's a creator. We're what? You're being like you're using to force your personality to try to like No I'm not. Yeah. I just listened to you for several minutes and you'll let me talk for about maybe 10 15 seconds. I'll be curious to go back and look at the video and see exactly who talked more. But that's okay, I don't want to debate with you on that. But we're having an interaction, right? Um God's a creator, we're what? 
Hold on. Okay, that would Creatures. be awesome. I would love for you to go back. Creatures. Look, I would love for you to go back and look at this video. What I would love to do is talk to you and again, sat down, right, with some coffee and not any alcohol in your bloodstream, not that I'm judging you, but you'll make even better arguments with less alcohol. <laughs> I said that out of love. I want you to make your best arguments. Yeah, I could really, yeah, I really feel your love. Yeah, your love of Jesus is... Uh, no, I'm serious, right? When you, when you get a little inebriated, you don't make your best arguments. <laughs> My friend, don't die in your sins. You're not the judge of God. God is the judge of you. And Psalm 7 verse 11 says, God is a just judge, my friend, but you're not just at all. You're a sinner before a holy God like all of us. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wage of sin is death. But friends, the gift of God is salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the one name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved, miss. You must be saved. And Jesus is the Savior. Jesus, fully God, fully man, born of the Virgin Mary, crucified for sinners, buried and resurrected on the third day. Jesus Christ, my friend, salvation is through him, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus and his finished work. As John 3.36 says, he who believes upon the Son has everlasting life. He who does not believe the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides upon him. Oh, my friends, won't you come to Christ and find life? Won't you come to Jesus Christ and find mercy and forgiveness forevermore? Your sins removed as far as the east is from the west. Heaven forever open. Hell forever shut. By grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ. As Ephesians chapter...